Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Barbershop Sports Talk on this Saturday afternoon, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether you're listening via SoundCloud, the LNM Radio Network, or the Columbia, South Carolina Radio app, which we found on the Play Store. Great show today. Got my man from the city, Scotty. Scotty Johnson. Scotty was a regular guest, but Scotty hasn't come on. Since the school year ended, I've been wondering where Scotty was. And then I hit up Scotty. I'm like, Scotty, you got to come on Barbershop, right, Scotty? You got to come. You got to give me your basketball expertise because Scotty knows a lot about basketball. So can't wait to have Scotty on. Got to talk a lot about Kawhi Leonard, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma beef that has been going on and percolating through the news. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors Cleveland Cavaliers series with Scotty. As the ardent Cleveland Cavaliers fan he is. But first... Here's something I want to put out. I want to put out this, this claim, you know. This is something that we all need to realize. And this was something I really thought about after LeBron James lost against the Golden State Warriors in a sweep. And people were still saying, LeBron's the GOAT. LeBron's the greatest player of all time. And LeBron's career is not done yet, right? It's not done yet. So his book, his story, it isn't written. But here's something I want to say. Stop telling me rings don't matter. The more you win the better you are usually. You're defined by rings. If you win rings, we call you a winner. We say you get the job done. We say you're a leader. We say you're clutch. We say you're a big game player, a big game performer. That's what we say when you got jewelry. That's what we say when you have rings. What do we say about Alex, Alex Ovechkin, right? For the Washington Capitals. Just won the Stanley Cup. What did we say about him before he won his first ring? Then people say Sidney Crosby was better. Then people say that. And it wasn't necessarily because Sidney Crosby is a better hockey player. It's because Sidney, Sidney had some jewelry on his hand. He, he wasn't lacking what Ovechkin didn't have. That's why. So don't tell me rings don't matter. Let me say that again so everybody gets this. Don't tell me rings don't matter. 
Why do you play the game to win the game? It's not that hard to figure out. It's pretty simple, actually. The goal is to win. Isn't that why everybody plays Little League? Isn't that why they play in middle school? Isn't that why they play high school? Isn't that why they play college? There's a reason why we keep score, right? Who would you rather have? Derek Jeter or Alex Rodriguez? Now, now I just looked this up, right? Alex Rodriguez hit more home runs than Derek Jeter, had a better slugging percentage. Alex Rodriguez won an MVP, a regular season MVP. The only MVP Derek Jeter ever won was an all-star game MVP. But guess what? If you were to ask anybody who's the better baseball player, guess what everybody would say? Derek Jeter. And you know what a big reason is that? Derek Jeter got five ranks. Alex Rodriguez only has one. Don't tell me rings don't matter. When all we all care about as sports fans is, sports fans are, is our team in the playoffs? I hope our teams get in the playoffs. I hope our team makes a deep playoff run. If Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills win four straight Super Bowls instead of losing four straight Super Bowls, guess what the narrative is? They're the greatest team ever. The Buffalo Bills. It's the greatest football dynasty ever. Jim Kelly is the greatest quarterback ever. Not Tom Brady, not Joe Montana, Jim Kelly. I don't want to hear rings don't matter. College football changed their very championship system from the BCS all the way to the college football playoffs because people wanted a more fair winner. Bye-bye, BCS. Hello, college football playoffs. Why do lots of people call Floyd Mayweather the greatest boxer? People say he's better than Muhammad Ali. And most boxing aficionados would say he's not. But guess what Floyd Mayweather has that Muhammad Ali doesn't? Floyd Mayweather never lost a boxing match. As much as we love Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali lost. He lost. Floyd never lost. That's why some people now say Floyd's the greatest ever. I don't want to hear rings don't matter. We keep score for a reason. There's a reason why there's a finals MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. There's a reason for this. It's not by accident. Let's try this as a mental exercise. Everybody, let's think about this. Stay with me for a minute. If Will Chamberlain has Bill Russell's 11 rings... Guess, guess who's the greatest basketball player ever? It's not Michael Jordan. It's not LeBron James. It's not Magic Johnson. It's Will Chamberlain. It's Will Chamberlain. There would be no discussion. We, we'd be talking about who's the second greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. So when people tell me rings don't matter, I cringe. There is a reason why in the postseason there are no ties and the four major North American team sports, basketball, football, baseball, and hockey, guess what? If the, game, if the game's tied after regulation, they keep going. In the NBA, they keep going. In the NFL, they keep going. In the MLB, they keep going. In the, in the NHL, they keep going. Extra periods in hockey, extra innings in baseball, another quarter in basketball, another quarter in football. They keep going. In the modern NBA... You know who's the only player to win six championships and be the best player on those six championship teams? Think about it. It's not LeBron. It's not Mike. It's not Magic. It's not Larry. It's Michael Jordan. He was the best player on six championship teams that never lost, by the way. Kobe Bryant can't say that. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar can't say that. Tim Duncan can't say that. Michael Jordan may have been lucky. People might say, oh, he didn't play against the 73-win Golden State Warriors. He didn't. He played against the Portland Trailblazers. He played against the Utah Jazz. He played against the Seattle Supersonics. He played against the Phoenix Suns. He played against the Los Angeles Lakers. He didn't play against the 73-win Warriors team with Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, four Hall of Famers, four All-Stars. But guess what? I guess that Michael Jordan's just the luckiest NBA player ever, and it's not even close. And that's probably why he's the best NBA player ever, right? Because he still has six rings, six rings, was the best player on those six championship teams, and never lost in the big game, never lost in, in the finals, never lost the playoff series, in, in the NBA finals, never lost the NBA final series. Never. Luck favors successful people. So when you're going to tell me LeBron James is the GOAT, I'm going to laugh. He's been getting blown out in the finals. Swept by the Spurs in 07. Losing five to the Spurs in 2014. Swept by Golden State this year. Losing five to the Golden State Warriors last year. Losing six to the Golden State Warriors in 2015. Melts down against the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. And I'm not blaming LeBron James for all of those losses. But guess what? When you're the guy, you don't have a losing record in the big game. You don't. You don't. When you are that good, you don't, you, you just don't. I'm sorry. Guess what? Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't have a perfect record in Super Bowls like Joe Montana did. But the reason people say Tom Brady's better than Joe Montana is because Tom Brady got two more Super Bowls and he won more Super Bowls. Hell, if LeBron James was seven and six in NBA finals, I'd be like, guess what? LeBron James is the best basketball player ever. Because not only is he going to more championships than Michael, he's winning more than Michael. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? That's funny. So don't tell me rings don't matter. Now that I got that rant out the way, I have to go on a semi-rant, right? Before I get to the Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma disaster, dropping rap lyrics. We got rap beef going on. I feel like it's Tupac and Biggie all over again. I'm just waiting for Lonzo to stop talking about, to start talking about the Illuminati. And that'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. But here's my thing. You've all seen, you know, everybody when they were young, right? You all saw the kid that lived a couple streets down, had the really big house, right? They got to go on all the fun vacations. They got the best toys. They got the best video games, the best game consoles. Their house had the pool in the backyard, had the trampoline, had the little playground. After every uh, play date you went to and your mom took you over to uh, Jimmy's house for the, that play date, right? You cried in the car and you're like, Mom, why don't we have a big house, Mom? Why don't we have a big house? Isn't that what happened? Why don't we have a big house? Why don't we get to go on those vacations? Why don't we have all that stuff? And then you realize 10 years older, when you're out of college, right? You're always so jealous of that kid that seemed like they got everything, right? And then you realize, yeah, that kid, it's funny. They had so many toys, right? And you were so mad. But guess what? Their parents were fighting all the time. The husband was cheating on the wife. The dad was abusive. And the kids at, at the end really weren't that happy. They weren't. LeBron's looking at LA right now. And LeBron, I know. There's the sunshine of Los Angeles. There's the movies. You have Magic Johnson. 
You have all the young talent, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. The premier franchise in NBA history, the Los Angeles Lakers, Titletown, Tinseltown, actually not Titletown, Titletown's Green Bay, Tinseltown in LA. But you have to remember this, LeBron. There are pressures. There's pressure in being a Los Angeles Laker. You have to be a villain. People don't like you. People don't like Lakers. People don't like winners. You know what's funny? The most hated team in baseball is probably the Yankees. Baseball fans hate the Yankees. College football fans hate hate Alabama. College football fans hate Alabama. College basketball fans hate Duke. Football fans hate the New England Patriots. Why do you think that is? Because they all win. You go to Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron, you're going to be hated. You're going to be a villain. It's going to be hard for people to root for you. You have to live up to that pressure of being a great Laker. You're walking in after Kobe Bryant, who's criticized you, by the way, a little bit. Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, George Mikan. You can go on and on and on for that great Lakers history. You're expected to be a champion. You're playing for fans, right, that are fickle. It's not in Cleveland when Cavs fans, they'll love you whether you lose or whether you win, as long as you don't leave them. Lakers fans, they don't give a damn. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they'll turn on you. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll be fake fans. When you're losing, they'll start criticizing you. And you'll be like, why? Why? Because all they want is to see you win. You're going to have to deal with, like I said, Kobe Bryant. He's been critical of you. Kobe's probably going to take some shots at you, right, in the media. Kobe's going to do that. He's going to say, oh, I won rings because I did it this way. That's what Kobe Bean Bryant's going to say. You're going to be compared consistently to Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Wilt, and Shaq. That's who you're going to be compared to. And then you look at the LA's roster. It has some holes. Lonzo Ball is a starting point guard but can't shoot a lick. He shot 36% from the field, 30% from three, and 45% from free throw. And oh lord, his shot is atrocious. Atrocious. It is bad. Brandon Ingram is skinny. He weighs 190 pounds. He gets pushed around. The Lakers, by the way, haven't won anything in years. The last time they were in the playoffs was 2012 when Kobe Bryant was playing so many minutes for Mike D'Antoni. He blew out his Achilles, right? That's the last time the Lakers were relevant. Then you're dealing with immaturity, right? The Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma rat beef. They're jabbing at each other, uh, jabbing at each other, right? Over Instagram, I think, and social media. Lonzo says in one of the raps, Kuzma's getting sunned, but he never had a dad, right? Saying stuff that's really none of his business, none of our business. And now the Lakers are kind of like, Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, calm down. We're trying to recruit LeBron. You have that foolishness going on. And you have to deal with that. And I don't know how LeBron feels about it. LeBron didn't have a father in his life. I don't know how LeBron feels about it. Maybe LeBron doesn't think it's funny that Lonzo's making fun of it. Maybe Kuzma's okay with it. How's LeBron okay with it? How's Kuzma's family okay, okay with it? You want to bring that distraction in? That's not what you want. That's not what goes on in winning basketball teams. The Warriors really didn't have that type of drama. The Celtics don't have that type of drama. The Spurs don't have that type of drama. Winning basketball teams, winning cultures don't have that type of drama. 
Let's realize this. Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball, they might have been joking, but guess what? D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young were joking too. And then Nick Young lost his wife and got divorced, right? Well, didn't that what, isn't that what happened? They were joking around. It's all fun until people joke around. Then somebody gets hurt. Then people get traded. Nick Young and D'Angelo Russell aren't on the Lakers anymore. And then LeBron, you have to deal with LeVar Ball, the guy that thinks he's the smartest person in the room. He keeps saying Lonzo's the greatest. He's taking shots at head coach Luke Walton. He's taking shots at Lonzo and his, at Lonzo's teammates. He's trying to engineer LeAngelo Ball, who some people say is a scrub to the Lakers. LeBron, listen, I live in Cleveland. You live in Cleveland, right? No, you live in Akron. I live in Cleveland, like 45 minutes away from each other. You know, Cleveland's a nice residential area, Akron, Northeast Ohio, right? We all love Northeast Ohio. You know, it's my home away from home. And we know it doesn't have the sunshine in Los Angeles. Or California, for that example. We know that. But just because it looks nice in L.A. doesn't mean everything will be nice in L.A. Right? Like I said, with the kids with the toys. It's always fun when you're looking at those kids and you're like, oh, why can't I have the toys? And then you realize, 10 years from now, it's not as great as you thought it was. Right? It was overrated. So the LeBron should consider. Now, coming up next on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have my man's Scotty Johnson cut up on the show. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We have one of my favorite guests, my man, Scotty Johnson from the city. How you doing, Scotty? No, no problem. Now, now Scotty, the first thing I, I do have to ask you is, Scotty, now you told me that the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you said there was a chance, right, if they, if they won the East. I didn't think they could win the East. I thought it was going to be a struggle. They got through it. They faced the Warriors. So what what, what happened? You got to tell me what happened. The best thing you want. Like, of course, I'm from the city, right? So I, I, I'm going to be biased. Like, I'm going with the Cavs. Like, even with LeBron's decision to leave, I'm going to say like, Claims he's gonna stay, but I mean the other thing was, you know, like it was more stacked, especially after that first game. I think after that first game, that kind of like demoralized like the Cavs in a way, you know what I mean? Now, so, no, no, no. Yeah, like, what, like, so. Well, what, what I was gonna say is, what, what do you think about LeBron James when he he got so mad and frustrated after the game when he punches a, a whiteboard and breaks his hand and effectively ends the series because he doesn't play the same. Now, what LeBron James did, and I want to go back to game one because, as you know, Scott, I don't, I don't believe LeBron James is the greatest player ever. But after that game one performance when he put up 51 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists on 56% shooting, I was like, oh, Lord. 
and, and by the way, in game one, Kevin Durant wanted no parts of LeBron James. Kevin Durant didn't want anything to do with LeBron in that game. KD was like, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I don't want that man. And I was, I was like, he's on another level. And after that, after that overtime, since that overtime, he just wasn't that dominant. Like, the first four quarters of that first game, he was clearly the best player in the world. He was... I've never seen anything like that. I was, I've never seen anything like that. Like, that was amazing. But why don't you think he was able to keep up that pace? He wasn't able to up his game to another level or maintain that type of level. Why, do you think he was, why don't you think he was able to maintain that type of level he had through the first four quarters of game one? No, he gave up. He I, that, that's a I don't, correct term to I use. Don't say that. Oh, they play good. They 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 out rebounding Golden State. They pushing Golden State around. J.R. Smith actually. People forget J.R. Smith. Six six J.R. Smith grabbed the rebound from seven foot one Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> Kevin, if they lose that game, Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant's the guy everybody's criticizing. Now here, here's what. Here's what I want to say. Where do you think? Because I think, and, and why, I, and I want to be careful what I say because LeBron James, he, he played a fabulous postseason. He did everything he could have. But should he take some blame from this standpoint? He did play 82 games when he didn't have to play 82 games. He didn't necessarily have to play 82 games. He didn't necessarily have to play in the regular season as many minutes as he was playing. And let's remember now. LeBron James the guy that made sure J.R. Smith got paid, the guy that everybody wants to call the GOAT at Game 1. Remember, LeBron James the guy that got Tristan Thompson paid, the guy that that's running around with the Kardashians. Let's remember, LeBron James the one that got Andrew Wiggins traded for Kevin Love, the guy that everybody wants to criticize now. So why LeBron James played, did as well as he could have. There's not much more LeBron James to me could have done. There are other things that LeBron did that don't necessarily coincide with the game on the court that LeBron James could have affected and done differently. What do you think about that? I mean, wait, so what you asking me, like, is there like a... Is there is there fault because he got J.R. paid, he got Tristan paid? 
the guys that everybody wants to criticize, Kevin Love, he got Kevin Love traded to Cleveland. Everybody wants to criticize Kevin Love. I mean, but he won with these guys before, so I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say like that was, you know. I feel like he does more on the court than he should. That's how I feel. I feel like that's one of his biggest, it's his biggest strength, but it's also one of his biggest weaknesses because then that takes a lot out of him. Like you know, like it takes it takes a lot of energy to be able to set up teammates. Like you think about it, when you watch the Cavs this season, since we don't have Kyrie or anybody else that can create for other for other teammates, we stop having less fast break points. And something else to go off that, you know, last show I had uh, one of my dad's friends, Zach, on the show. And one of the things he pointed out to me that I didn't notice, LeBron James brings the ball of court all the time. When you have a real point guard, they demand the ball. They demand the ball. If, if, if Rondo's on that team, Rondo comes up so quick and is, is looking at Tristan Thompson like, yo, pass me the ball out of bounds. Pass me the ball. If you look at George Hill, George Hill isn't even attempting to get the ball. He's not even attempting to. He's just like, oh, well, LeBron's just going to go get it. And George Hill's been in this league for 10 years, and he's been a veteran point guard for a San Antonio Spurs team, for an Indiana Pacers team. Is that not a little bit of indictment that, you know, you don't have guys that are trying to play the role? I mean, George Hill is a functional point guard. George Hill can bring the ball up court at least and initiate the offense. Uh -huh. Why isn't that happening? Is that team? Like, yeah, you think about it like when we had Kyrie. Kyrie won the best at setting up his teammates, but he could still do it. And also, he can create for himself. And with and with LeBron James, because that's something else I always thought before the series is, but well before this whole postseason run, I thought that in the end of the day, I thought the Cavs would probably get out the East because of LeBron James just better than everybody else. But I thought it would. T I thought it would be really hard. I thought it would be really hard. I didn't think it would go six, uh, seven games with the Pacers. I didn't think that. But I thought Toronto would be hard. It turned out Toronto wasn't hard. They got rid of Toronto pretty easily. But I thought Boston would be a hard series. And it took a lot of out of LeBron in terms of his mental energy, his physical energy, how perfect he had to play every game. He had to play well every single game for this team just to barely bleed out games. On top of the end, like the Boston series, the plan, well, at the beginning of the Boston series, playing all the whole game. Yeah. So how much do you think, because LeBron is human after all, and we saw this a little bit in game one after he punched the whiteboard. LeBron's human. LeBron feels human emotions. How much do you think this has took out of LeBron's basketball life in terms of, because your body needs time to recover from this. This isn't stuff normal humans can just do. The pounding, the mental, you know, emotional, physical. How much do you think this has taken away from LeBron? I mean, I don't think, it, took, it took a lot out of him. I'll give you that. It, it did take a lot. But that's why... You know, we got, they got the off-season. He's probably on vacation right now, too. He's, he's kicking it. Like, I know he did that last last year, they said. He went on vacation or something like that. Like, he went on the vacation. Is it, is it, everyone after the finals will have to win the teams in the playoffs. And, you know, he, he he knows how to take care of his body the most way. Like, it's not, it's not a coincidence that, you know, he's about to be in the 16th season and still, like, top tier. Like, you know what I'm saying? He knows how to keep that in shape. He knows how to stay fit, keep that together. And as far as the physical, the mental, I don't know how you that, – that's something that, you know, some, that, that makes it different as, like, human beings. But some people can deal with the mentally that, that's, like, tougher to deal with. I just like, you know what I'm trying to say. So do you – that might be mentally tough on somebody else, might not be mentally tough on another person, but, like, 
slow down as far as like you know doing the workouts and all that. But honestly, I think it. I think I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be cool. I don't think. I think it took a lot out of him, but it's gonna it's gonna come right back. Do you think that? Because and I know, I know what you're gonna say to this guy because you're Cleveland born and raised, but LeBron, you you have, you have to at least give me this. Le- LeBron's looking around, he's looking at you know Jr. Tristan, Corver, George Hill, and he's like, these dudes can't play. I gotta get some help. Do you think it's possible LeBron's gonna be like, see you, Cleveland? No, I don't see it. I mean, my eyes, honestly, but I also got two teams for most conferences where, like, I would, I, I, I would like to see him play if he does play. I would like to see him play in, um, if he goes to the West, I would like to see him in San Antonio, especially if they lose Kawhi. I want to see, and he got, he got decent players around him for that, on that team, too, so I'd like to see, and he'd be his first time playing for a Hall of Fame coach, so I'd like to see what that way he can do with that. And, and, and also, he'd be challenging, too, because he's going to the West. So, you know, he had to play Golden State and, and probably Houston, too, at most likely in the playoffs. So, that'd be good. And the other team in the East, it'd be Philly. Other than the Cavs, but it'd be Philly. I'd love to see Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Robert Covington, LeBron, and JJ, or TJ McConnell. I'd love to see. I'd love to see. That'd be, that'd be a nice pickup. And I was watching... um. Undisputed, and they had Chris Broussard on there, and he said, like, he, he talked to people that's from LeBron's camp, and he wants to play, like, with another player that can create for others, too, not just, like, for themselves, but for others. Because he got, you know, Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. Well, I don't, I don't, nah, not Markel Well, I ain't trying to say, like, he a bad player, but not Markel, like, as far as being from you. He got Ben Simmons for that, you know? And I think that could, that could be a good fit. Well, and they could defensive the team, too. I don't and there's there's been a bit of a declaration I've been making after the finals. I don't I do not, and I'm very confident saying this, this will be the last time in the foreseeable future we see the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. I don't think there's gonna be a fifth time. I agree. I was saying the exact same thing. I agree. I was saying the exact same thing with my friends back in the city. I was like, because a lot of people thought it was going to be, it, it was different scenarios. It could have been Cleveland and the Warriors. It could have been Cleveland and Houston. It could have been Boston and Houston or Boston and the Warriors. Like, it could have been different. Versus the, like, the years before that where it was the first year. So, like, the second year on, you knew it was going to be the Cavs and the Warriors. And I think this is going to be, like, this is it. This is it. Especially since teams are starting to, like I was telling people, teams are starting to get tired to go to state. Teams are building teams just to beat them. How, how much do you think, how much do you think ego is going to start playing a part in Golden State? Because we try to make it like Golden State has no egos, right? Your Draymond Green, Draymond Green loves the top, man. Draymond is a tiring dude. I imagine his teammates love Draymond, but I imagine sometimes Clay Thompson goes home and he's like, I wish that brother would just shut the hell up. He talked too damn much. How much do you think egos and just you're around these guys all the team is going to start getting to Golden State? Because, you know, eventually everybody wants to start taking credit. People want to get paid what they're worth, what they think they're worth. You have agents talking to people and all this stuff. Do you think Golden State can keep these guys together? Uh, yeah, you know the one thing, as much as I hate Golden State, but you know the one thing I respect? What? 
I respect the fact that it's not about money with them. It's about winning. And the only time where I can see where, that, where they break that team up is when they start losing. As long as they keep winning, like Clay and Andre said it, like a different time. Like, if something ain't broke, don't fix it. We've been successful. We made history. We done won, what, three out of the last four? But here, here's what I'll say this, Scotty. Uh, Bob Lakeham, the, the Warriors owner, already said, you know, KD's getting a blank check, right? Yeah. H how do you think Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are going to feel when they say, we're all talking about sacrificing and KD over here is getting a blank check when we've been here since the beginning? Because I'm pretty sure Klay and Draymond would love a blank check too. Yeah, but I think that, I honestly don't think they're worried about that. Like, because then, I think that would have been happening if that was the case. Because they're not, it ain't like they are. These are season vets. You got KD, what, about to be, this about to be his 11th season? You got Steph, same thing. I think it's about to be his 10th. It's probably about to be Draymond's what, 6th or 7th? Yeah. Like this? Like these are seasons there. I think like they've been one. And then, Draymond, how many times Draymond turned down the max? I think he would have, I think that says a lot. And then by KD coming there and turning, turning, turning it down like that. If you turn down stuff like that, Now we're going to take a quick break Then coming right up next after the break We're going to talk a little bit about Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Lakers Because Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma Seem to have a little bit of a beef I want Scotty's opinion on that Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk back with Barbara Johnson Sports and stuff. Scotty Johnson with us. Now, Scotty, I, I want your opinion on this. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, rap beef. Man, this is not a rap beef. It is, that's what people are saying, Scotty. But just because people are saying it, that doesn't mean it's not. It's like Tupac and Biggie. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, what you think about it, Scotty, though? What you think about it? Now, now, Scotty, I agree with you to some extent, right? Well, like, we're friends, Scotty. We, we can say stuff to each other, right? We can mess around, right? Yeah. But, 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 I mean, there's certain stuff, people, that you don't know. They just can't walk up to you and say certain things to you, right, Scotty? Wait, again. There's certain people that just can't walk up to you and say certain things to you, right? And you're going to be okay with it, right? Right. 
But maybe I could say something, you know, like, it's okay, that's my man's Daryl. Like, that's my that's my man, Scotty. So you can say that to me, Scotty. But here, here's, and I, and I agree that there is something to that. But here's what I would say. The part where Lonzo starts talking about Kuzma's daddy, I, I don't, I think that's a bit of a no-go. That was a low blow. But, but, but people got to understand when it comes to roasting, there's no rules. No, no, but here's also what I would say. But, but here's also what that gets to the point where it gets a little bit touchy because I don't know how. For, first of all, even if Kuzma doesn't have a problem with it on its face, because it, it's one thing if it's just those two joking around the locker room and they're saying that stuff, right? But when you put that on a rap, this everybody knows. And to me, I, I, I don't know about you. I didn't know that Kuzma uh, didn't have his father in his life. I don't know about you if you knew that. Okay, but that's not necessarily information everybody's privy to, and I don't really think that's anybody's business, any of our business, whether he has his, you know, his dad in his life or not. You know what I mean? So now something's been shared that's none of our business. Right, and to be honest, that's probably the only thing that uh, that's probably the only problem that can come out of it. But the thing is, though, for all we knew, we don't know. For all we knew. So yeah, his family too. I mean, how you think his mother now feels? His mother. Yeah, so I mean, here's the, when you start talking about people's dads and stuff and whether family members and their life and stuff, that gets into a touchy subject that I don't know. And, and it's and you know what? It would be different. I would feel less uncomfortable with it if it was just those two, let's say, it was those two joking at a shoot around or something and maybe somebody caught it on video, right? If it was those two joking around, you know, and just talking to each other and somebody caught it like TMZ or something caught it on camera, right? Right. That's different than, you know, you're putting information like that just out there, right? Because right. to me, that was really none of our business. We, we don't need to really know about any of that. I mean, to be honest, though, we, 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 we don't know that that's real. We're just like, you know, we're just like... Do you think this will affect, because we know the Lakers told them to both chill after this, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's a, a look on LeBron or maybe there's personal feelings there. I don't know. But do you think that LeBron could be looking and be, and be like, you know, this is just immature. You know, I don't want to play with these guys. Do you think this could potentially affect if LeBron James wants to go and play with the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, but this is what, I mean, I don't think that has a role in it. I think it's probably more so a family and, like, who he can bring. Or if he can bring anybody, you know, how the team is set up. I think he wasn't really, I think he wasn't really my player with Kuba to have uh, Lonzo. I think, I think, I think he doesn't look at it like, I don't think he's good at the because, to be honest, he causes a lot of drama, too. So, no matter if it's, no matter what it is, like, I'm in drama. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that. I don't think that is a fake. Like his decision, if he can, if he went to LA, which he not. But I don't think it 
Now, uh, the big breaking story that just happened a couple hours ago, Kawhi Leonard has officially said he wants out. It's not, no longer anonymous sources, uh, reporters, you know, is it Kawhi's uncle leaking information? Kawhi just flat out said, I want out of San Antonio. And I believe that if the Spurs gave him the Supermax, you know, it would cure a lot of things. But obviously, money ain't do. <laughs> That's not Kawhi's top priority, and I was wrong. Where do you think this splinter, this fracture started with Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs? Like, where, like, the, 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 the tension, like, began, or, like, what popped it off? No, when there was no going back. Because I think there was a point where this was salvageable, and now it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably when Manu and uh, Tony made they made those statements earlier in the season. When they made those statements to Bobby, saying, you know, like, my injury was, when TP made the uh, comments about his injury being worse, you know. And, um, because I think, like, you heard Steven Jackson on, um, on the show saying that, like, those who were the type of players to do that, like, they don't have that personality to say stuff like that to the media. You had to run that to uh to pop. They say he the one that like and like you know like started it or like initiated it or like got them to you know got them to say that because another thing uh Steven said was that uh this is the first player um pop can't control like that like you know he this is this is a different you know different personality so I think that's when it kind of like that's when Kawhi looking at it like oh wow like this is this how we doing it. Now, and it's interesting when you're talking about Steven Jackson, because Steven Jackson made the point. I thought this was really interesting. You know, it's not that Popovich couldn't do this with any Spurs player, right? Because, but it's all because, you know, he's probably done this to Tony Parker, Minor Ginobili, Tim Duncan. Maybe not as big of a deal, but he's challenged him kind of like how he's trying to go about it with Kawhi. But the thing that Steven Jackson mentioned that I never thought about, you know, Ka Kawhi's a different brother now. I mean, Kawhi's from downtown Los Angeles, I believe, right? From the city of Los Angeles. So Kawhi had a little bit different upbringing than Tony Parker, who's from France. Mano Ginobili, who's from Argentina. Tim Duncan, who was actually born in the Virgin Islands, off the coast of the United States. Tim, uh, David Robinson, who I believe is from a military family, if I'm not mistaken. So, so, so Kawhi's not, Kawhi's a different dude. Kawhi ain't from there. So, so Kawhi strikes me as type of dude, you know. You wrong him that way, Kawhi's like, okay. Bump you. I'm doing my own thing. You ain't there something to that? Could you imagine if the Lakers, let's let's say LeBron didn't go there. Uh, if Kawhi Leonard, let's say, goes there and Paul George goes there. That's, that's what I was thinking. That's what 
you'd have a lineup of Lonzo Ball at the one. You probably have Ingram at the two, Kawhi at the three, George at the four, and then you'd probably have Brooke Lopez or whoever at the five. And you'd have Kuzma coming off the bench as your sixth man. That's. I don't know if that's a team that can quite compete with Golden State, but that's a team that's going to cause a lot of problems, especially in the future. Would you put Ingram on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now, you got Paul George and Kawhi. Ingram can play the two. Well, that is PG can play the. Two. You're right. PG can't play the two. He can't play the two. But so can Ingram. Kawhi had the three. At the three over Kawhi, who's the arguably the best two way player in the league. No, I was saying just have Ingram at the two, have Kawhi at the three, have PG at the four. And just have Brooke Lopez at center and just have Kuzma off the bench. But you can do it that way and the other way and have Ingram off the bench. Yeah, either way. I, I just I think Kuzma Kuzma would play better off the bench than Ingram. To me, Kuzma would play better off the bench than Ingram. His flow would work a lot better, I feel like. I, I think he played better when he started. <laughs> and plus, Kuzma going to put up a lot of shots. Plus, Kuzma going to put up a lot of shots. So him coming off the bench, I think, helps. Because Kuzma's going to put up a lot of shots. So him being with that second unit. Yeah, and like, but the thing is, though, Ingram going to do the same thing, too. It's just, I feel like, by Kuz having like a more of an upside, he's not going to be more of a liability. The only reason he has a liability this is because he's pretty, once he like, learn how to defend, it's going to be over with. Like, I didn't watch games where I didn't literally see people like this. Now, and here's some, and I mentioned this. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, actually, when we did the show live, when we did the show out uh, outside of Malore, outside of our dorm upstairs, and we did that, I mentioned to you Kawhi Leonard to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You trade Love and you trade which, which is now the number eight overall pick, and and you get Kawhi. And now that will keep LeBron there. Do you think that that could be an inter an interesting deal? Because here's what I know Popovich doesn't want to do. Popovich does not believe in helping teams like the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. He does not believe in helping teams with the best resources and the best, you know, people and the best advances and the most teams with the most allure. He doesn't believe in helping those type of teams. Right. So is it, so is it possible? Could Kawhi in the land? I would like it. I wouldn't be mad if, it, if the guy was to make that decision. But I still say we need like, like a, a solid rim protection. We don't even, you 
wouldn't even need a, uh, an extra guard because it's being because of fight. And he could, like, take off, like, pick up some of that stuff. So, I think it, and also, that'd be a good come up on the defensive side, too, because now we got a top defender who can guard the best scorers on the other team, you know, and, like, can guard the ball and the rest, like, you know, and could contain them, too. So, I was like, I was like, do you think who do you think's most to blame for Kawhi Leonard wanting out of San Antonio? If you were to have somebody to say it's their fault, they get the most blame for the reason Kawhi wants to leave the Spurs. I mean, to be honest, I don't know. I I I want to say pop, but at the end of the day, we don't know like what like what was his role. We could just assume so. I guess I had to just put it on the uh, on the management for handling like that that injury, like the way they did. And, and a little bit of the players too for trying to push him like to come back. I think all the players was pushing for. Them. I think you know it was some. I think it was like a split up. I think the ones that was closer to pop more, like the vet, was more lenient with pop, and I think the ones that wasn't was more like you know more sensitive to Kawhi. And there's something else I want to mention with Kawhi. There's also there's also a report that you know the Celtics want Kawhi. Uh, I think the, the, possibly New York City or whatever. And it's interesting because those are two places that Kyrie Irving could potentially be. And we all know Kyrie Irving actually said he's not talking about extension. Kawhi. Kyrie Irving's talking about, you know, I got to look at my options. I got to do all this. I got to redeem myself. So, so I want to ask you this about Kyrie Irving. Do you think Kyrie Irving, how much do you think Kyrie Irving really wants to be the star of the team? Because the fact that he said that after, you know, the Celtics make that run with the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they didn't have him. Do you think he really cares that deeply about being the guy, being the star? Uh, do we care that much? Maybe. I mean... I don't even think he wants to be the star. I just think he wants to be the leader. Like, the one that they can say, we did this because if it wasn't for this man right here. You know what I mean? And you, you technically ain't got to be the star. I feel like that's how, that's how Draymond did. God has to star. So I feel like he on this part. But, like, if they wouldn't, like, I honestly feel like he, he just wanted to be the one that they, that they like, pretty high. I don't think he thinks it's about being a star. But I guess if that falls under the category, then yeah, yeah, I think he thinks about it. I think he thinks about it because he probably would have never left if it wasn't. Because my thing is, why would you leave winning? At least, I could see if he was losing and then he left, but, like, we were winning and going to the finals, like, you know what I'm saying? All the years since LeBron came back, so... And why would you leave that? That's my thing. Like, I think, yeah, that's my thing about it. So, I, I don't think, I think he thinks, I think he thinks about it, like, like, momentarily. But not, like, too deep, though. Like, dang, like, I gotta be the stars. Like, you know what I'm saying? But even if he goes, I think if he do go to New York, or he do end up, like, where Kawhi's going, where Kawhi's be at, whether it be New York or Boston, I, I think he's still, he's still gonna be, like, the man. And Scotty, before you leave, this is the last question I want to ask you. Because you always have interesting stuff to say about this. Adam Silver mentioned after the finals that it's a shame that an NBA team is not getting invited to the White House. Because I think they're not even going to get invited this year. Hold on, hold on. Repeat that. I, I, I missed the first part. Adam Silver stated that it's a shame that an NBA team, this was before the Golden State Warriors and Cleveland, this was before the Warriors beat the Cavaliers. It was before game four. But it's a shame that the Warriors will not be invited to the White House.
That's what he said. It's a shame. That they're not being invited? Yes. I mean, kind of, but nah. I don't think they mad about it. I think they probably wouldn't even go anyway, so. I mean, this is the, this is the political era where we're in now. It's like, I think the only sports that's really going to go vivid, depending on the wins, is baseball, hockey, and, uh... College teams. And, huh? College teams. What college teams going to Alabama went. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that's too. Well, yeah, and all the college schools because of, like, you know, the institution and stuff. So, I think, yeah. So, with the NFL and, um, well, we already know the team is the NFL, man. I think, like, you know, like, whoever went to Super Bowl, one team had to go. I think we both know that is. So, I think it's going to, you're going to see a lot of this as far as, like, next, like, six years, seven years. But I don't think it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about. I don't think they want to they probably they probably turned it down before the end and that's probably why he got mad like they, I think that came out first that they probably wouldn't go either so, yeah you know. okay that's Scotty Johnson Scotty from the city thanks for coming on the show Scotty yeah no problem man thanks for having me first time I did a phone call uh, nice. now coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk I'm gonna continue my NFL teams Predictions for this upcoming NFL season. I'm going to preview the Houston Texans. Come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk for our preview of the Houston Texans. I wanted to mention and talk about a little bit about the Kawhi Leonard leaving the San Antonio Spurs because I was wrong. In fact, and it was breaking news today, actually. I wake up. Patrick Stein, who's in the house. Patrick's going to be in the second hour, by the way. But he says, Kawhi Leonard got traded. And I'm like, what? And I turn on ESPN and there and there and behold, Kawhi Leonard's gone. Well, not gone yet, but publicly is making it known now that he wants to leave. It's not his uncle. It's not an anonymous source. It's not a leak. It's nobody talking for him. It's coming from Kawhi himself. Kawhi wants out of San Antonio. And I thought the issue the whole season long was, from my opinion, from a distance, was that Kawhi was saving himself, right? It wasn't so much that Kawhi was this hurt. He was saving himself because Kawhi wanted to get paid. Kawhi wanted his money. And, you know, Kawhi's going to feel a whole lot better when he gets his money. It turned out, Kawhi is peeved off at Tony Parker for opening his mouth about the injury, for Greg Popovich kind of taking these subtle shots, for Manu Ginobili talking. You, you know, and because like I said, and like I said with Scotty, Kawhi's a different brother now. Kawhi's a different brother. You know, where Kawhi's from isn't France like Tony Parker. It's not Argentina like Manu Ginobili. It's not, he's not in this militaristic background like David Robinson. Yes, sir, no, sir. Not the Virgin Islands like Tim Duncan. Kawhi from LA. Kawhi's not about that. So I think that's something we should all take into account. And now, possibly, Kawhi Leonard could end up with my Los Angeles Lakers, and I would not mind that at all. I would love to see Kawhi with the Lakers. I would love it. I'm fantasizing about it now. It's like a kid on Christmas. I would love to see Kawhi Leonard with the Los Angeles Lakers. It'd be great. But now, it's time for me to start NFL preview. Houston Texans. Coming into this NFL 
season with the Houston Texans. Could have quarterback Deshaun Watson back. He was hurt after the first seven games of the NFL season where he threw 19 touchdowns. Was one of the stars of the league. Kind of torched the league. He torched the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe he had a couple other big-time games and some big-time defenses. Deshaun Watson coming back next year is going to be a very big stabilizing force for the Houston Texans at the quarterback position. But the Houston Texans are also going to have playmakers. And one big-time playmaker they have, DeAndre Hopkins. Last year, 96 receptions, 13 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards receiving. And Lamar Miller, who is one of the better all-purpose running backs in the NFL, rushed for a solid 888 rushing yards, had over 1,000 all-purpose yards. So you know he can do it, both catching passes out the backfield and running between the tackles, making plays for the Houston Texans. But then after that, the Houston Texans don't have a lot of offensive weapons. They have DeAndre Hopkins, their number one receiver, a top five receiver in the NFL. And they have Lamar Miller, one of the better running backs and one of the best all-purpose backs in the league. Then the offensive line. The offensive line is where we could get tricky here with the Houston Texans. Worst offensive line in the NFL this year graded by Pro Football Focus. Worst offensive line in the NFL. That's also part of the reason why Deshaun Watson got hurt, taking a lot of hits, getting banged up a lot. But the saving grace for this team and why I think they're going to be dangerous is their defense. Pro Football Focus had them coming into this year as the number one front seven in the NFL heading into last year. The number one front seven. Let's look at what they got. The defensive pass rushers on this team. J.J. Watt. Before he got hurt last year, and we all know, what, would all, what do we all say about J.J. Watt? Best defensive player in the league. He's been the best defensive player in the league for the last five, six years. Jadavion Clowney, former first overall pick, had 9.5 sacks last year. Whitney Marcellus, one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL. And he only had one sack this year because he was hurt. But prior to that, a couple years ago, he had a double-digit sack season. So you have J.J. Watt hurt, Whitney Marcellus hurt, and you only have Jadavion Clowney. So teams can game plan just to stop Jadavion Clowney. And Jadavion Clowney still performed with his 9.5 sacks. So having these three back, who do you block? Who do you slide your protection to? And then not only that, you look at another guy they have, nose tackle, DJ Reader, solid nose tackle, 47 tackles, had a sack, big guy in the middle, can clog it up, really hard for offensive linemen to move him off the ball. And then they're linebackers. They have two of the best middle linebackers in the NFL, Zach Cunningham, who had 90 tackles last year, and Kendrick McKinney, who had 95 tackles last year. Both these guys can fly around, hit the hole, get to the ball carrier. And then their secondary, they added a Tyron Matthew from the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. Tyron Matthew, already know he's one of the playmakers of the NFL. Last year, he had 78 tackles, two interceptions, one forced fumble. Not only that, you have Kevin Johnson, who had 45 tackles. He's a solid cornerback. He's not great, but he's solid. And you have Jonathan Joseph, who, while getting up in age at 33 years old, is still solid. He had 47 tackles, had two interceptions. He's a solid corner. But you don't know how much you can count on for the future. But for next year, he should still be, you know, a starting level NFL corner. So you have two solid corners. You have a really good safety that's probably, you know, in the seven, the top 10 safety. Two really good linebackers. Three really good pass rushers. Really good pass rushers. So you have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. And you have an above average secondary. To me, that's top five, maybe top seven at the worst NFL defense. So here's where I end with the Houston Texans. Their worst case scenario for this year, the Houston Texans, 7-9. Let's say they don't get the offensive line together. Deshaun Watson gets too banged up. We know, we know he had injury history in Clemson, tore his ACL, and gets hurt again. You know, the season's lost. But remember, this team got to the postseason a couple years ago 
But I don't even remember the dude's name that was at quarterback. They got blown out by the Patriots in the divisional round. <laughs> I don't remember the dude's <laughs> But they should be solid even if Deshaun Watson doesn't play because he gets hurt. They should be able to, you know, befuddle through, you know, muddle through a little bit. Seven and nine is their worst case scenario. Their best case scenario, right? The best they could possibly do, 13 and three. This team is loaded on defense. Their front seven is loaded. Got talent offense, right? Let's say the offensive line's able to be 15-ish, be able to be average, keep Deshaun Watson upright, healthy. Deshaun Watson's going to find people. Deshaun Watson's going to dissect NFL defenses. There might not be much besides DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller, but trust me, a great quarterback like Deshaun Watson, he's going to find ways to make plays in the running game and the passing game because he has a set of legs on him now too. And then the middle, you know, probably where they will end up, 10 and 6. This is a very solid and a very good Houston Texans team that I think could be in the playoffs and compete for a division title in the AFC South. Now that's it for my synopsis on the Houston Texans. Got them next show. I think we're going to do the, uh, what are we going to do? The Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos are coming up next. Next week. Stay tuned for that. Denver Broncos. Can't wait to do mine on the bills. I promised my dad, and by the way, Father's Day is tomorrow, and happy Father's Day to my dad. Love you. Appreciate everything you do. My dad can't come on the show anymore because he tried to take over, but that's a whole other story. We, we don't need to get into that. If you listen to some of the earlier podcasts, my dad tried to take over, and it was like, ah, nah, dad, we can't be doing too much of that. And he has no love for Kevin Love, by the way. That was a big part of the argument. But coming up next, we're going to be entering the L&M Radio Network segment of the show, or... You can listen via the Columbia, South Carolina radio app. SoundCloud part is ending. Come next on the second hour of the show, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have Patrick Stein on the show. We're going to talk some hockey. We're going to talk some baseball. We might talk a little bit of basketball, right, because I've been teaching. Patrick's been teaching me a lot about baseball. I'm not going to lie. Patrick knows about the game of baseball. Patrick knows about the game. And he's laughing at me right now because Patrick's in the building already. But when we have Patrick on the show, we're going to get into all that with Patrick. So stay tuned for that. If you're listening to the and Radio, the Columbia, South Carolina app. After the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Thanks for tuning in to Barbershop Sports Talk.